Welcome in to Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan. With me as always is Andy. And we're back this week with coming attractions and trailers, of which we have not only uh, quite a few, but really good ones. Uh, ones I'm already excited about. One, I actually, it came out yesterday and I've already started watching it and I love it. And I can't wait for the next episode. So, Andy. Yeah. Um, we finally got, are you getting, starting to run out? I was starting to run out of some shows. Like, not run out, but like, was, yeah. find holes. I was getting some holes. And sometimes it can be like a little heavy comedy or a little heavy drama, and it's good to have a good balance. But um, yep. last night, yesterday was good. I watched Secret Invasion. Um, I watched Hijack, yeah. so I'm caught up on that, and that's getting better and better. Yep. And then I watched what's first on our coming attractions list, which is um, season two of The After Party. Um, yeah. We actually, so we started the second episode, and I was like, you know what? And the whole thing is, if you never saw the original, which you absolutely should, it's fantastic. It's on, is this Apple TV? Is that what this is on? It is, yeah. Okay. Of course. Um, <laughs> so the first one, amazing cast. They thought it would just might be a, a one off or something like that, but then they end up bringing back Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, and Zoe Chow, uh, and then replace like a lot of the other characters. And it's a sequel. But yeah. it's not a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. In the first one, so everyone has their own story and their own way of telling things. So, like, Anik, Sam Richardson, the main character, he's back at his high school reunion, which is the first season, to rekindle a, a, a love from high school with Zoe Chow. And so it's more of a rom-com. And there's different ones. There's more of, like, a Fast and right. Furious one. Um, there's yeah, a one, musical. Yeah. pointed out. It's it's from the different points of view of the character. Correct. So each character, yeah, is the hero of their own story. And Anik, his story is a rom com. Mm -hmm. So it's about him and the and the girl. But like you said, there's other characters who think they're the Brett thinks he's the action hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you you know what I mean. And it's through the whole thing. Yeah. So that's why they're different styles of filming, or, or like genres of of episodes. Yeah. I guess you'd say. And it's going to continue here, it looks like. Yeah. So this one, I, I already see... So in this one, Anik is the, the first episode. You know, the intro and then Anik. And it's called Anik 2, the sequel. Anik so, 2. Yeah. <laughs> so Lauren and I went back and watched the first episode of the first After Party, which is Anik's story, to kind of, like, come back. You know, to kind of... It's been a while. So we watched that, which, which I'm glad we did. And then we watched Anik 2, the sequel, which was great and cringy and um excellent as yeah, yeah as it should be the second one was about grace who is zoe's sister they're there for her wedding and i don't want to tell, tell too much if people haven't seen it yet um but there's yeah. a bridgerton kind of episode and uh we, that's exactly what it was yeah yeah i was one i was wondering how what to call that but yeah that's lauren called it i was like what do you think grace is because like it was called grace we knew it was gonna be about her i was like what do you think it's gonna be called she was i think it's gonna be bridgerton because like her wedding dress was kind of old-fashioned and then you kind of find out she likes older things and it was very wow. much bridgerton but it was still funny well i know right i was very impressed <laughs> <laughs> um oh, yeah something funny. you and i would not catch but yeah it was it it was like it, I think it's probably going to be one of the weaker ones in the series, just because it's not my thing. But it was still, I still enjoyed it very much. Yeah, well, I saw the first half of the second episode, and so far I did like it. I was just exhausted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we had a rare date night, <laughs> so we were out for a long time. So I was watching it like midnight when we got back. The premiere was amazing, and the, and the and the Funkel. That showed up was amazing. The yeah, I love all the characters that are in this. Well, here's the best part is, so the next episode, I'm not going to tell you all of them. They have them all listed. Um, the the third episode, the next one is Travis, which is played by Paul Walter Hauser, uh, who oh, yeah. seems to think he's like a, uh, like a gumshoe. So I think it's going to be like a noir kind of thing, but I can't wait to see things through his eyes. He's, he's an ex-boyfriend ex who showed up and got invited. And she's like, oh, I didn't think you'd actually come. That's just something people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said he's uh, an elite Reddit uh, sleuth. Yeah. <laughs> elite Reddit sleuth. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, I'm responsible for figuring out that uh, that some guy in Idaho stuffed his uh, dead wife in a beanbag. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's a beanbag. Yeah. From the photo, it kind of looks like there's a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it just gets it gets better and better. It gets kind of ridiculous, but it gets better and better. Um, 
and because actually Travis and Zoe are in the second episode a, a, a decent amount, but I, I am so excited to watch all these. Yeah, I think so. Norm, you know what I say a lot. Like I'm, I'm usually not into over the top slapstick type. You know what I mean? Type ridiculousness, or if it, something goes overly cringy. But like this show is at its best when it's at its cringiest. Yeah. Like it's because the character, the actors are the perfect fit for what they're doing. Like, Sam Richardson's just like, to me, is like the master of cringe because he's just so easy to root for and be likable and believe that he seems like a cool guy. He's just got bad things happening to him. Very awkward, yeah. Some people that are just overly awkward, you're like, well, that guy's never going to get it together. Like, yeah. He doesn't even look like he has the capacity to have it together. Yeah. Whereas Sam Richardson, you're like, he looks like a normal dude. And it's and it's I root just, for I feel like I root for Sam Richardson yeah. and everything like uh, everything he's in, including just life in general. I feel like I root for Sam Richardson. This is correct. <laughs> and Sam Obasanya from Ted Lasso. I think you told me this. I didn't know that was they created the character based on Sam Richardson. That's why they had him come <laughs> back in later on. Yeah, Sam Richardson actually called Sudeikis and uh, and, and uh, that I just bumped on a guy. Brad Gel- Goldstein. Uh, Brad Goldstein is like, is that? Is, is the is the Sam? Is he supposed to be? And they're like, yep, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even. He figured it out on his own, and they're like, yep, yep, that's you. Like, <laughs> and he's like, oh my god, that's amazing. He's like, I'm so honored that you put me in this show. It's my favorite show now. And uh, they're like, well, you want to be in it? And that's yeah, that's how that all happened. He's like, yeah, I want to be in it. They're like, well, then you've got to be the exact opposite of you. <laughs> so we're gonna make you just a total a hole, and he's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> so he came in as a total a hole, and I was like, "That's amazing." <laughs> yeah, that's anything with Sam Richardson. I'm a big fan of, and the the rest of the cast is pretty fantastic. So, like I was saying, Tiffany Haddish comes back, Sam Richardson comes back, Zoe Chow comes back, and they're attending Zoe Chow's sister's wedding. Uh, her sister's played by Poppy Lou, who you might know from like Hacks. Um, and her uh, groom-to-be is Zach Woods, who is also, like, the king of cringe. Amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's so funny. Um, but, yeah, he's in it. Uh, the rest of the cast, John Cho as the fun uncle. Paul Walter Hauser as the ex-boyfriend who's a Reddit sleuth. Ken Jong plays her dad. Um, Elizabeth Perkins plays Jack, Zach Woods' Jack mom. Jack Whitehall yeah. plays... Yeah, and they keep going like He's amazing. The, it's a it's a sequel because there's a uh, there's competition for for Zoe because there's a good looking guy like just like a rom com sequel. Hey, it's, like, it's not a sequel. That's right. So <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about this. Um, Lord and Miller are dude. They don't do a lot of bad things because they also did across did the Spider Verse. Yeah, I didn't realize they did this. Yeah, they did the Across the Spider-Verse movies. Mitchell's vs. Machines, which I haven't seen, but people liked. And then the Lego movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, Mitchell's vs. Machines is one of the best movies to come out that year. Really? Okay, I might have to watch that. But I heard a lot of people liked it. But yeah, Lord Miller. They even did the Solo movie, but they said it was too... Uh, too funny. Yeah, it was too funny. And I would rather... I liked the Solo movie that came out. I would like to watch their version, though. Because I've yet to see them do something yeah. bad. I've heard Cloud with the Chance of Meatballs is is pretty funny too, and I haven't seen those. And they did well, that. I didn't realize they wrote just that really, too. It's not that it's like so hilarious, like you watching a different comedy and you know would appreciate it. It's just it's a really good movie. It's it's a lot of heart, just like Spider Man. Yeah. Like what made Across the Universe so good? Because everyone would laugh about it. Like it's a comic movie and it's animated. Like yeah, but the heart. Like the character development on everybody through it, the whole thing was just like was just so perfectly done. Yeah, that you're in for the journey from the very beginning, and that's how their other Mitchell's versus Machines and and, um, and tied with the Chance of Meatballs were. He just they just put a lot of heart into it, and then also comedy. So the comedy yeah. hits harder because you're with the characters. Yeah, yeah. They also have directed uh, Last Man on Earth, uh, a couple of shows that, and they did Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street. So these guys don't do bad stuff. Um, so I, yeah, if you haven't seen After Party, I know wow. this is supposed to be coming attractions. This came out yesterday, and so we had it ready for this week. But go check that out. It's it is dynamite, just as good as the first season. Uh, Absolutely. The next show it came out yesterday as well. 
and it's called Quarterback. Now, this isn't going to be for everybody, but um, for the people that listen, we also have a football podcast that we do because the two things we like, movies, TV, and football. So this is called Quarterback. It's on Netflix. Uh, it showcases Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousin, and Marcus Mariota over the course of the 2022 season. I'm very interested to watch this. I don't know if it oh, wow. all came out. Yeah, there's only eight episodes. And it looks like, yeah, they all came out yesterday. So um, I'm excited for that. I'm really excited to watch that because I'm starting to get – we kind of talked about this. I don't know if it was on air or off, but I'm starting to get that, that itch, that football itch around yeah. July is when that starts Fine. hitting. Yeah, it's the longest period of time we go without any real updates in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm totally, totally in agreement. I, I'd love to see that. And I mean, we, spoiler alert: we know what, hap- what happens for the season for all the quarterbacks. So, yeah, the fact that they end up on so opposite ends of the spectrum is going to be probably pretty interesting. And bless their heart for including Marcus Mariota on this. That is just really thoughtful. <laughs> it really is. Um, and and, and yeah. interestingly, his team does really well. It's just not because of him. That's but, true. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. He doesn't. But I'm excited for them next year. Um, the next one, we don't have to go too far to that. But the next one I'm excited about, and that is the, what is this, the fifth season of What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah, fifth season of What yes, We Do in the is. Shadows. Um, the first two episodes come out today, uh, probably tonight. It's on FX or Hulu. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, we kind of blew through this last year, and now I think Guillermo is a vampire, and he's trying to figure out how to. He's in training, I guess, basically, but I don't think any of the rest of them are helping him. Oh God, I forgot that. Yeah, his buddy Derek turned. Yeah, they, who did his brother? His buddy Derek. That's right. That's yeah. That was the finale, right? He turns him? I believe so. It's either that or I saw it in the trailer. It's been so long since I've watched the show, I don't remember. Okay. Oh, but you watched all four seasons? Oh, yeah. I'm caught up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah you, oh, Laura and I blew last through year it. you hadn't seen season one. <laughs> yeah. I'd seen part half of season one, but we started over and we blew through. So, yeah. Oh, no. We made it through it. Was I right, though, when I told you I said, just make it to the Vampiric Council and you'll be a... Oh, that was so good. And Jackie Daytona... <laughs> Is one of the best things yes, ever. Yes, yes. All right, fair enough. No, I can't. I couldn't be more excited about this. So I, I, yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. And it's just one of those shows that <clears throat> it truly has to grow on you. Because I did the same thing. I watched the first half of season one. And I was like, eh. And I never came back to it for yeah. years. And then I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, it was literally just a what the hell moment. I was just, I was out of town. I was like, that's nothing to watch. Oh, people seem to like this show and are carrying the season three is coming out. I'll watch it and uh, and then hook from that point forward. I was like, yeah. well, I just needed to get a little further, and and then you're hooked. And, and yeah, this, so this one takes a little growing on you, but man, it's so much fun. I, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about this, and we get a full grown Colin. Uh, what's it called, Robinson? Which is good because the, the the kid Colin Robinson was incredibly creepy last year. Was that last season? It really was. Yeah. Yes, it was last season. It was so horrifying. Yeah, I like that Laszlo kind of started raising him, but yeah, um, yeah. I, that's I love the vampires almost fed off of uh, the child slave labor, and then once he got a little bit older, they're like, "Oh no, no!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's just a creepy lounge singer. Yeah. And it, was, <laughs> it was fun when he was a child and he hated it. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, um, if you haven't, the movie came out years and years, almost a decade ago. It was one of um, Taika Waititi's first. And if you haven't seen that, that's also fantastic. I think it take, they filmed it in New, G- New Zealand. It's very low quality, but they picked up um, kind of the spirit of it with the show, and it's done very well. Uh, they gave us our swearwolves. Yes, yeah, so. oh, yeah, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Oh, my God, that's such a great <laughs> line. Um, all right, the next one. I was planning on watching it the first season, and I just never did. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I'll ever get to season two. I don't even know if I'll finish season one. But um, it's based on Isaac, Isaac Asimov's novel, uh, Foundation. It's a complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, all living under the rule of the Galactic Empire. Uh, notice, uh, George Lucas steals a lot of things from a lot of different stuff. So like Galactic Empire was from Isaac Asimov, who wrote his book back in, like, the 50s. Um, but this is season two. 
I like the cat. Well, I like Jared Harris and I, and Lee Pace. I think those guys are both great. Terrence Mann. I don't really know anybody else. Oh, Clark Peters. Let me some Clark Peters. It's an interesting story. Is the so that's part of me wants to go back and watch it just because there are really good reviews. Yeah. <clears throat> but I started it, and I guess in just the two episodes. It just didn't show me enough of where it's going to go for me to understand what I was watching. Yeah. And it's really hard to watch a show when you don't even know what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, you're going in for a comedy and it's an action movie or vice versa. And you're like, well, that sucks. And it's like, well, it sucks based on your expectations of what yeah. you're getting. Sometimes and the trailers one, do a disservice to movies and shows that's like that. Exactly. Oh, exactly right. And. So this one's just hard to figure out what it is, but at the core, what is cool about it is basically they've got these emperors that clone themselves, and they're the forever emperor, played by Lee Pace. Uh, I mentioned a, a kid version, a version of him as an adult, and an older version of him. And as the older version dies, you know, then they shift up, and then they clone a new young child version of him. So there's always there. So it's like the Forever Dawn or whatever it's called of, of those three emperors. Um, and and he rules the galaxy, so he's he's just like the evil emperor in Star Wars. But what's the the rebels are is it's a guy played by Jared uh, oh, Jared amazing Jared guy, Harris uh, Irish Jared Harris <laughs> is he hi- Irish? Is, I think so. You know who his dad is, right? Oh, is it Richard Harris? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did, wow, I didn't know that. I, you asked me the question. Yeah, I didn't for the longest time either. But yeah, the great Richard Harris, who was Dumbledore. Wow, I never knew that. So, okay. Well, so his character basically is able to create a mathematical algorithm that can see potential, can see the future, I guess, or potential futures. And. He says there's going to be this great darkness of a thousand years where the Galactic Empire is going to stop anybody from having access to, like, information, right, mm-hmm. and knowledge. And during that time, there's a chance that we could, oh, that, that the rebels can overthrow him. And so he's fighting like hell to get to this place where he can destroy the rebellion and snuff it out so that people don't get this hope. Yeah. Because the hope itself is what brings people together to come overtake him in the future. So... It's interesting and it's topical <laughs> uh, with the with the uh, the invention of fake news lately and and all that. So I mean, I'm kind of interested in watching it. And people say it's one of the best series of books ever written. So especially and from sci-fi point of view. I mean, oh yeah. So but and it looks like it's well produced. So I know I might go back and try it. So the ratings so far for the show uh 7.5 on imdb which is an 8.5 which is solid especially for hard sci-fi like this you don't you don't usually get scores that high Um, and then on rotten tomatoes um i'm not going to ask you this because you haven't seen but 72 from critics 61 from audience so it's kind of all over the place well it's a smart show and i'm sorry murica but yeah. kind of a dumb country. Yeah. <clears throat> and so if anything is too intellectual, we tend to tune it out. Yeah. So I could kind of see that, uh, that people are like, you know, too many people. There were a lot of people who want, probably wanted to jump on and see a show about spaceships shooting lasers at other spaceships. And yeah. that's not what it is. Yeah. This is a political drama with cool sci-fi in the mix. So, yeah. Which okay. was yeah, way ahead yeah. of its time. Like this came out before Dune, before Star Wars. Like almost every, uh, almost every current science fiction kind of pulls from Isaac Asimov, like the Three Laws of oh, Robotics yeah. and all that. So this is, this is. I think the original was written in yeah, like I think it was in the late fifties or mid fifties, something like that. So very ahead wow. of its time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, the so yeah. If you do end up watching that one, let me know because I am intrigued, but I kind of wanna. I, I don't want to invest will. if it's gonna be doo doo. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. All right. We'll do. Uh, next one, I'm super duper excited for, and it doesn't come out till next two or till Tuesday, the 18th. Um, but we probably won't have a coming attractions, and I want everyone to either be prepared or if you have it. Use this weekend and this time to binge all of Justified before the new show starts. 
So um, if you if you like yourself, you should already be doing this. Yes. Yeah. You, you, yeah. This is one of my favorite series of all time, and the beauty beautiful part of it is it ended phenomenally. So I know that if they're bringing this back, there's a damn good reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's a damn good story. Yeah. And if anything, like, t um, so I've, I don't know if I said this yet, but just Justified Sitting Primeval is the name of the show. It's the return of Raylan Givens, a, uh, a favorite. Anytime, anytime I tell anybody to watch Justified, they blow through it. It becomes their favorite show. Yeah. So very excited to watch this. Very excited for this to come up. And, um, the, the cast looks like it's pretty good, too. So, the biggest one is Boyd Holbrook, isn't it? I don't know if he's friend or foe, but Boyd Holbrook is awesome. And so, I'm very excited to see that. Um, and foe. For sure, foe. <laughs> I, I hope so. I'm really hoping he's foe. Um, I, I think I already re I did read that, actually. Okay. And then, from Lovecraft Country and so many other things, is... Um, I'm going to try and say this right. Anu Janu Ellis Taylor. Who was? Do you remember her from Lovecraft Country? Lovecraft Country. I do actually. Yes. Yeah, she was excellent in that. So I'm excited about that. Who did she? Uh, she played. What was her name? Hippolyta. Hippolyta. She was great in that. And then Marin Ireland, who's been around forever, is is awesome. Um, Ravi Patel, you've probably seen a few things. I'm looking through, but yeah, I'm ex I'm very very excited about this. This starts Tuesday. Uh, put it at the top of your list. And it's based on an existing Elmore Leonard novel. It's okay. Like a short story, actually. So it's got some kind of, you know, basic story that they got to start with in structure. So I'm sure, you know, Oliphant had already read that and been like, yes, I agree. That'll be a great reason for me to come out of retirement of the character. Yeah. Because right? I, I don't think he would take that lightly, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so either. Demand that it's a good story to sign on for that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's kind of like hopping right now. He's been in a he's in a ton of stuff. Like he's been super. Like I feel like people have always known about Tim Olfen. He's been around since. Remember that movie yeah. Go, uh, back in the nineties. Yep. Yeah. Oh God, that's right. That and uh, the girl next door. The girl next door. Oh, we loved that movie. We started using the power figure, like pointing power pointing every time. Uh, we would talk that's to each right. other. The crazies. The crazies was super underrated and was. I liked Perfect Getaway. With a young Chris Hemsworth. That Remember that? Movie. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be ashamed. That was a good No, movie. not at all. But yeah, so he's hopping right now. So it's not like he's thirsting for, for work or anything. He's just, that's a great character. I'm glad he's back. Um, next, awesome. we're, let's yeah, talk about the movies. So we got two movies. Um, one is going to be, it's an indie movie. Um, it's written and directed by Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman. And for those who. Have been watching the bear. Molly Gordon's in that. She's she's super up and coming too. She's um, she's young, but she's been in a ton of stuff. She was in Good Boys. She was in um, You People for a little bit. Book Smart. She was in. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, what was the God Animal Kingdom? She was in Animal Kingdom for like the first oh, yeah, two yeah. seasons. Yeah, and so she's starting to get real popular. She's looks like I'm about halfway through season two of the bear. Looks like she's going to be a bigger part than that. Uh, it also has Noah Gal Galvin, who also helped write the show. Uh, ben Platt, who um, I, I'm sure you've seen him and stuff. He's been kind of... Oh, like, everybody, yeah. Yeah, That's Pitch true. Perfect, and he's been kind of everywhere lately. And then... What reunion show was he just in? Do what? Was it... Uh, what He was in a reunion show just recently reunion that was on... Show. Yeah, they did a reunion, and uh, I don't, I don't he know. was... He was in the other two, which I love the other two. Oh, Father of the Bride. Oh, I didn't see that. Father of the Bride. Okay. Yeah, it was a it was a Zoom movie during COVID. Oh. And he comes mm. back as like he married one of the the kids or something. All right. Well, that's something. No. Um <laughs> uh, the nice Jimmy Tatro, who I loved from American Vandal, and he's been kinda in a few things. He's in something with uh what's the guy what's Eric Foreman's name from that seventy show? Topher Grace. Topher Grace. He's in a show with him. It's on NBC. And you know, a lot of those shows aren't. It's called Home Economics. And the cast is actually really good. I watched a few of the episodes. Um, Caitlin McGee, who's also great. Uh, Topher Grace and Jimmy Tatro play like siblings. Um, and I watched a few episodes. It was good. I just, you know, that's if it's on the big four, I just don't really care. He was in the after party. 
Jimmy Tatro? He, he, yeah, he was the uh, he was the uh, <clears throat> police officer that was such an idiot that uh, uh, Haddish had to deal with in season one. Oh, he was great. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Her partner. It was. It was her partner. No, it wasn't. Her partner was. Um, what's his name from Search Party? Yeah, but they they uh, they they kept showing her like. After oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Going through the yeah. Yeah. You're right. All right. Um, also, Ayo Itabiri is in it, who is in everything yeah, now, and yeah. she's so great from the Bear. Uh, Amy Sedaris, who is a legend. So I'm excited about this. It's called Theater Camp. Um, the eccentric staff of a rundown theater camp in upstate New York must band together with the beloved founder's broy son to keep the camp afloat. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't tell me a whole lot, but yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the trailer I looks her good. Enough and everything I've seen that I'm definitely willing to give something she makes a shot. Yeah. The trailer looks really good. And yeah, I'm. this is something I see. The problem is. The next movie that's coming out is definitely going to be the movie I see this weekend, and that's Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah, and yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't matter. The the cast is great. Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, who's amazing. Uh, Ving Rhames returns. Simon Pegg returns. Rebecca Ferguson returns. Vanessa Kirby returns. Palm Clementi is in it. Shea Wiggum, who I love. Henry Zerny, who returns from the first Mission Impossible movie, and I like him. I, I think I know. he's underrated. Isai Morales. Who is great? Carrie Ells. I love me some Carrie Ells. Um, Mark Gaddis, who's been in a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Charles know. Parnell, who's been in everything lately. I've, I've been noticing him in so many things. Um, and Dira Varma, who's great. And then Rob Delaney, who is just delightful. That's a huge, wow. huge cast. Now, did I, didn't I hear rumors that they were like <clears throat> going to try to film both movies at once? Because like, this is a two-part finale to the Ethan Hunt story. That's what I thought. Um, so, yeah, there's Dead Reckoning, Reckoning Part 1, and then Part 2 comes out in 2024, so I'm guessing so. And these okay, two will yeah, be directed I, by Christopher McQuarrie, who also did um, Fallout and Rogue Nation, which were both excellent. He also did The Way of the Gun, which... Or he wrote... I'm sorry, the, wrote The Way of the Gun, which was kind of interesting. What did he... Yeah, he also directed it. It's The Way of the Gun's kind of a... It's got really good parts. The shootout at the end is, like, one of the best shootouts in a movie. Um, but yeah, only thing he's directed is he did the way of the gun, Jack Reacher, and three Mission Impossible. So I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this. Who do you think they pass the torch to? I don't think they will. Really? You think they'll just end it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's lame. Why would you uh, why I, would I, you I, not pass the torch? This is a huge franchise. I tell you what, the studio is definitely trying to get them to pass the torch to get this thing going. For sure, but I, I think they'll start it over with a new agent that we don't even know about yet i, I really do okay. i i would love it i mean they at first they started setting up jeremy or not even jeremy renner the, the guy from the tudors first what was his you know oh about? jonathan reese myers yeah they started they, yeah i thought they were gonna do with him, him too yeah and then and then he couldn't do a movie uh i think because of the tudors and so they got uh jeremy renner to take his spot like the fourth movie but then something Jeremy like Renner and, couldn't do one of the movies because he had yeah. Avengers or something like that. I tell you, I yeah, would like, and, I, I'd be all right with, I don't know about Rebecca Ferguson just because she seems a little too. I love her. Um, I, I love her, but like I, she, her character, Ilsa Faust, seems a little bit. I, I kind of, I watched the most, I watched the one with her, Rogue Nation. I watched that one the other day. I don't remember why, but so she good. seems a little emotional, too emotionally detached to take, to be a leader. She seems more like a, a solo person. I'd love to see Haley Atwell do it. I think she's awesome. Well, I I think it would be interesting if attachments and things that happens and seeing the way. So this movie is gonna, they show in the in the trailers is very much about him realizing he's too attached to his team, right? Oh, like he's okay. like like his team his team tells him like if it comes down to us or the world, you save the world, and he said absolutely not. Like in the trailer, he's like, I will not let someone from my team die, even if it means the world. So they're like, that's not the job, dude. <laughs> you need to save the world. You know what I mean? So they, they, uh, Simon Pegg's having that conversation with him, which screams to me that Simon Pegg's going to be the one that dies. But, uh, oh, stop it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want that to happen. Um, but it could be interesting that, you know, because it, it seems like from a scene that he's holding Haley Atwell's hand, that, that they're like a thing maybe in this movie. 
Oh, so that's interesting, because that, the last one, him and Rebecca Ferguson were very into each other. That's what I was going to say. So this may be like him realizing she's part of his team, and she sees how he operates as a team leader. Could be what propels her character forward to become a leader of a team and care about him. Or mm. So if, if they went that route, I'd be all in for it, because, yeah, I think she's one of the best actresses in Hollywood, period. Like. Full stop. Haley Atwell or yeah. Rebecca Ferguson? No, Rebecca Ferguson. Okay. Um, so I'd be thrilled if they decided to do that. But something just tells me, like, they're going to want to make another 10 movies. You know what I mean? And so they'll want to start younger uh, with some, you know, 24-year-old guy or girl yeah. and start that route. I, it could be wrong, but something tells me that's that's what happens. I think this will be a true ending. I think characters are going to die. This is going to be, like, a legit ending. That makes um, sense. I think... I think Simon Pegg's a goner. <laughs> I think Ving Reigns ends up biting it by the end. And, uh, yeah, it's I don't know. We'll see. But that would explain why there's so many characters, because they're filming two movies at once. So like some of them are maybe going to be a small part in this one and a big part in the next, and some will die off on this one and not be in the next. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, well, if you do we'll go see, see this, and I'll be honest, the last couple of Mission Impossibles have all been great, so I don't know why anyone wouldn't. Um, do see it IMAX because it is filmed specifically for that. Uh, I forgot yes. what movie it was. We went to go see a movie, and they had they showed like the making of one of the stunts, and then they actually showed the cinematic stunt. But we were at an IMAX theater, and I don't no. go to IMAX a ton because it's expensive, but sometimes you got to. Yep. Yep. No. I, yeah, I'm here for it. The the famous building scene was the first one where they shot a bunch of a movie for IMAX where he's coming off the fun out of that uh, building in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one? I think oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no, that wasn't Rogue Nation. That was... Um... It's the one with Paul Patton. Yeah. Yes, I know you remember that. Um, Ghost Protocol. Ghost, Ghost Protocol, Protocol, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the most interesting part, we got... So it used to be Short hair Tom Cruise, long hair Tom Cruise, short hair Tom Cruise, long hair Tom Cruise. We got two long hairs, now we got a short hair. So what? start wildly speculating. And all the and all the Mission Impossibles. He goes back and <laughs> forth. Yeah, and the first one it's short hair. And the second one it's a long hair. That was the uh John Woo one that he did that was pretty terrible. And then in the third one it's short hair with JJ Abrams. And then oh man, I've got to go back and look because it's I gotta remember which all all the Mission Impossible's. I actually enjoyed the third one. From, the third one was good. On, I enjoyed him all a lot. Yeah, Macquarie. I'll admit, once Macquarie took over, it like raised the bar. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so in the third one, short hair. Fourth one was Mission Impossible: Go- Ghost Protocol, which was actually Brad Bird who did the um, the Incredibles. He animated the Incredibles, which was that's the one with Paula Patton, and that one was excellent. And he had long hair I in that one. That. So okay. yeah. So. Short hair, long hair, short hair, long hair. And then, let's see, the next one is Rogue Nation, which he also had long hair. So two long hairs. And now he's got a... Oh, no, wait, that was a short... Nope, that's a long hair. Fallout, short hair. And this one's a short hair. I don't know. Start wildly speculating stuff. <laughs> All right. There's a whole thing I got we into. Form a religion I, I feel like I just like stumbled into some like thread where people were talking about that, and it was ridiculous. But then I just kept like going into it, and people had these wild speculations of like what it meant, which I don't think it means anything. But uh, it's just fun reading this, a good ridiculous conspiracy. This is how numerology started. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be a pattern. It's got to be. Yeah, that's funny. Um, no, I, I mean, I couldn't. I could not be more excited for it. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, that's become quietly my favorite franchise. Maybe. Yeah, like I'm never like you know what I mean. Like it's not something you talk about or think about with best franchises, but then you're like, oh man, no, I'm so pumped for every time a new, new one of them comes out. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, because yeah, I don't. Yeah, why would you miss them now? The second, the second one was really the only one that was bad. All the rest of them were good. The first one certainly has its issues. Um, and it's, we also, you go into it thinking, all right, it's a Mission Impossible movie, but it wasn't. Mission Impossible was about a team, and that was very much about Ethan Hunt, which was kind of a, kind of threw me off the first time. But you go back and watch it, it's pretty good. Well, I gotta tell you, there, there's, uh, IMDb does some, some pretty decent interviews with the cast uh, Mm -hmm. prior to the movies coming out, and they did a series with the Ghost Protocol, or 
I'd recommend people. And uh, there were a couple funny ones, but one of them was there's a guy named Greg Tarzan Davis. Uh, he's one of the new characters that's going to play a pretty significant role. All right. Uh, he was in Top Gun Maverick uh, as just one of the <laughs> expendable pilot B. I don't know. <laughs> one of the crew and has been in other shows, you know, that you haven't watched. But they had him and uh, Shea Wiggum. And they're and they're asking him like, what's the what's the next big stunt Tom Cruise could do for the next movie? Because he's just up to his game every time. And he goes, honestly, I had two ideas and I started to say them on set, and everyone told me to shut up, shut up, because Tom will do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so now everybody's scared to give him ideas. Oh my god! <laughs> do you want to be the one that gets him killed? Shut up, man. Dude, that's what's gonna happen. Like that's how he's gonna like because the guy's got to be how old is he? He's got to be close he's to. He's got to be sixty-five at least. He's got to be my like. He's got to be my parents' age. He's 61. He's yeah, my dad is like 64, 65. My dad is not riding a motorcycle off of a cliff and then parachuting. He's just not doing it. <laughs> so true. Yeah, well, I mean, you know he's going into space for the next Macquarie movie. Um, so that's right. Be, that's yeah. his next big stunt. Yeah. So they're filming in the space station and that new building uh, room that they built. Yeah. So that's going to be just wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course he's going to space. Of course. He's he's what makes Fast X ridiculous. <laughs> Everything they do that you're after, like, nobody could do that. That's stupid. You're like, well, Tom Cruise really did it. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah, but nobody would jump off the cliff. Well, Tom Cruise did it. <laughs> so it's, yeah, that so next one. Times. So that's not Macquarie. That's Doug Lyman's doing that, but it's called. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Lyman. Untitled yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise Space X Project. So I'm guessing it has something to do with. Uh, I think this is more of a a documentary. Tom Cruise and director Doug Liman travel far beyond Earth to film the first ever Hollywood motion picture in outer space. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Um, all right, we've got some trailers that also came out. We had some good trailers that also came out. So kind of go over those. The first one kind of stumbled on this. It's called The Corner Office. I'm very very intrigued. Um, it's it's the only. The only description is Orson, a compulsive bureaucrat who discovers a secret room. That's it. That's the whole thing. But <laughs> Orson is played by John Hamm, and he's played kind of like a musta- uh, like a poorly mustachioed, kind of, kind of a schlub. But he's very into the rules and all that, and he finds this like this office. A drone. I think that's the way it is. Yeah. A drone. It seems like satire, kind of making fun of the average working situation but the only people i know are john ham and danny pooty with some sick sideburns um anyone else i don't really know but i'm very very intrigued by this it could be really weird and really bad but um i'm still gonna give it a shot and that one comes out august 4th so keep an eye on that check out the trailer it's not going to be for everyone but check out the trailer i think it's worth it. it yeah uh, the, do you remember? Is it? Mm-hmm. Did, I'm sorry. Did you say it's a theater movie, or is it a like a? Is it going to be on a stream? I just see it releases August 4th, and it was at Tribeca Film Festival, so I'm oh, okay. guessing it's, it's going to be a film. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's, you have to ask that. That's a good point. Yeah, we. I know right. there needs to be just like a flowchart of that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, and this director is kind of new. He's done a few shorts. Uh, his name is uh, Joaquim back so yeah something to keep an eye out uh next definitely gonna see this one this looks amazing so from ridley scott who is bananas good um did all the star wars art star wars all the aliens and did god he's done just about everything uh if you don't know ridley scott go do a deep dive on that and you'll be blown away but he's got down gladiator yeah oh i (laughs) love gladiator this sequel's coming yeah um so it is a biopic of Napoleon, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, the film takes a personal look at Napoleon Bonaparte's origins and his swift, ruthless climb to emperor viewed through the prism of his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love, Yosefine. Um Yosefine will be played by Vanessa Kirby, who is in everything lately. Joaquin Phoenix will be playing Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, ben Miles, who's the pilot in Hijack, will be playing Kulin Court. I'd like to see more of him. Okay. I liked him very much in, in this. Um, Tahar yeah, Rahim, I feel like I've seen him. I keep seeing him in stuff recently. Maybe not. 
Maybe not. He seemed very familiar. I'm not seeing anything I've seen. Uh, that's really, I guess, the only cast that I'm aware of. But it's Ridley Scott. It's Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Vanessa Kirby. I'm in. The trailer looks good. Um, it comes mm-hmm. out. It's expected November 22nd. And this is definitely a film. It's not going to be streaming anytime soon. It, isn't uh, isn't Ben Miles, the, the pilot from Hijack, isn't he the driver for Mon Mothma that's always flying on her in Andalus? He is. Wow, good eye. Yeah, 100%. Okay, I was like, I, I don't know about the driver, guy. but he's definitely in that. He's in a ton of. He plays Tay Colma. I don't remember who he played. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he's her driver because he's always rolling the window down to listen to what she's saying, and she's trying to hide stuff from him. Yeah, I'm 90 percent sure that's him. Yeah, it's funny. He came from the. Uh, so he's got to start from a show called Couplings and early 2000, which was supposed oh, to wow. be like a British version of Friends. They tried doing it in America, it and first. it didn't take. But yeah. was couple? No, Couplings wasn't first, was it? I thought it was. I thought. I thought that didn't come out until two thousand. Oh, maybe you're right. Oh my god, I'm having a man. This guy's got a prolific IMDb. Um, Yeah, I'm not able to. Uh, I know I've seen him in other things. I just can't think of what they were. Well, he's been in a ton of stuff lately. So he was in Tetris as Howard Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, He was in The Crown as Peter Townsend. Um, Pete Townsend, I guess is that Pete Townsend of the Who? Okay. Um, Yeah, he's been kind of coming up more and more lately so and i liked him a lot in hijack so looking forward to that the whole movie i'm just looking forward to all right well let's do it all right next um another one that's just stacks on stacks on stacks of legendary people killers of the (laughs) flower moon members of the osage tribe in the united states are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s sparking a major fbi investigation involving j edgar hoover it's uh Directed by Martin Scorsese, and so that means it has to have Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro in it. So it does. Um, it has Lily Gladstone, who I've not seen before, but she plays. It seems like plays a pretty big part. Uh, Jesse Plemons, also known as Fat Damon, uh, John Lithgow, Brendan Fraser, um, Scott Shepard, who's been big lately. He was, if you saw Last of Us, he was the um, spoiler cannibal guy at the you know big boss at the end of the first season do you remember him yeah the preacher he's been in a ton of stuff lately so i mean it's martin scorsese it's i mean all that cast i'm in comes out it doesn't say when it comes out i I don't know if you've read the book i'm not the synopsis can be one sentence from uh um oh god what's the uh the father in after party uh the asian father the Maybe aging father? The age, oh, Ken Jong? Ken Jong. He he can synopsize the entire Killers of Flower Moon, but when rich white people start to whisper to each other, it doesn't turn out well for the rest of us. <laughs> 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 that, that's what yeah. all of Killers of Flower Moon is about. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm ready. Oh, it is so depressing. Funny. It is so depressing. It looks very depressing, yeah. Yeah, but what do you, well, I mean? What am I going to do? It's Martin Scorsese and that cast, so looks like I'll be there. You have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, looks like the release is expected for October twentieth, so not too far off. Um, Let's hope we don't get another Aviator. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen that. I heard it was not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's very long and not good. All yeah. right. Um, the next one comes out pretty shortly, July twenty third. So in about ten days. It's called Special Ops Lioness. It's on Paramount Plus, uh, which oh, means yeah. obviously it was written by Taylor Sheridan, and it is because everything <laughs> that network, yeah. Taylor Sheridan goes to the bathroom, they're like, you know what? It's a series. So, film it. Film it. yeah, <laughs> let's get that in HD. Talk to you series. <laughs> so this is uh, Joe attempts to balance her personal and professional life as the tip of the spear in the CIA's war on terror. She enlists Cruz, a Marine Raider, as an undercover operative in the Lioness program. Um, the cast is pretty dynamite. Zoe Saldana, Nicole Kidman. Uh, I've not heard of this person, but she seems like one of the main character, the main character. You can plays Cruz, Layla De Olivia. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was well, in Lock and Key, it, I mean, which I didn't see. Right. In the Tall well, Grass, I didn't see. Um, Lock and Key. She plays Dodge, Ely Whedon, and Echo. All those people, I guess. I don't know. I don't know her from anything yeah. else, but um, the rest of the cast, Michael Kelly, who is 
he always plays an intelligence guy in the you know for the American government. He he's really a does. bad guy, but he's awesome. Morgan Freeman, um, LaMonica Garrett. Where do I, I know that guy? Oh, LaMonica Morgan Garrett. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's in it. Yep, Morgan Freeman's in it. You said, "Where do I know that guy?" No, no, uh, LaMonica. <laughs> no, no, no. LaMonica Garrett was the one I was thinking of, but he was. You said he was huge on eighteen twenty-three. Or 27, <laughs> yeah. whatever. 1883. 1883, he was in Terminalists. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Designated Survivor. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine for a hot second. Arrow for a hot second. It looks like he was in all the DC stuff. But he's super up-and-coming. Or he might have already... I mean, he might just not be he's a... a really good actor in that. Yeah, he might just not be a household name. And then James Jordan, um, who was in um, Mayor of Kingstown as one of the I think he was the one of the guards but he was really good in that he was in Wind River he's in Yellowstone basically Tyler Sheridan just puts him in everything he does and he can because he owns Paramount Plus now um, no, I respect that I like when people keep using their same actors and really like, and yeah. form bonds I think that's a cool thing yeah I yeah I like that too that's fine with me you know what you're gonna get but it tells me that guy's not naval yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, really, like you know, oh, this must be a good dude because he's going to make sure. Taylor Sheridan's making sure he's in everything. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So this starts July twenty third, and it looks like the first episode drops then, and then it's a weekly thing. There's only eight episodes, but I'm intrigued. That's a good cast. I like Taylor Sheridan. Um, I think we all have Paramount Plus now because you have to to watch some of these shows. So uh, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I'm intrigued is putting it mildly. It's a Taylor Sheridan TV series that's starring Zoe Saldana and Nicole Kidman. And Morgan Freeman. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I couldn't be more in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is... I, I will say, I, maybe you can't say it about Zoe Saldana, but, but her acting is unreal. Um, but Nicole Kidman, nobody picks things like her. Like, have you ever seen her in something bad? Like, like it may not be your not thing. a long it may time. Not be like something where you're like you know what I mean the target audience. Yeah. But like everything she's in is really good, and so I doubt she jumped onto this show if it's not great. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. No, I'm a, I'm very intrigued by this. Um, almost as intrigued as I am by the next and final one on our list, and that is Ooh. Twisted Metal. I'm so excited. I played this game on <laughs> oh. PlayStation. But for the first one, the second one, I loved it. I don't care. It's going to be ridiculous. This is on Peacock. It's going to be so bad. It follows a motor mouth <laughs> outsider offered a chance to a better at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. It stars Anthony Mackie. All right, I like that. Um, Stephanie Beatrice. All right, I like that. Um, and then it's got guest stars of Thomas Hayden Church, um, Mike Mitchell, who was just delightful, um and then the voice of Sweet Tooth, the big villain, will be Will Arnett. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm very I'm very excited. I saw the trailer. It's look, it's probably gonna be terrible. It's probably gonna be really bad. I don't probably? care. No I'm going to not. watch it and I'm very excited about it. And it's got Nev Campbell in it. I forgot about that. It doesn't move the needle at all, <laughs> but good for her. <laughs> what a jerk! Uh, yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it. But uh, you know what? And I would be pleasantly surprised if it ends up not being god awful. But um, it looks horrendous. <laughs> it looks horrendous. But uh, I, I love me some Anthony Mackie, so I'm going to root for it hard. And Stephanie Beatrice. Uh, but you know what? She made enough Encanto money. I don't have to root for her anymore. Uh, she can still do <laughs> stuff. I, I mean, the thing is, I, I like watching Stephanie Beatrice yeah. because. It's when she was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. She always had to play the rough and tough people person uh, of um, Diaz. But what was the best was when she had to do a voice of someone else. You're like, oh my god, she's got so much talent, and she's kind of like it was a great show. She did a great job oh, with yeah. with Diaz. But I want to see her do more things, just because I feel like she can do a lot oh, of different stuff. I get it. You don't have children. No. <laughs> so so. <laughs> That's what it is. So Encanto became his biggest. Friend. Oh yeah, I watched Encanto. She's the main voice, and so anyone with children has now seen her nonstop on their television for the past year and a half, doing live versions of it, singing, doing all the different voices, and goofy. So yeah, so 
I, 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 it dawned on me now, like, oh, yeah, you're not almost Stephanie Beatrice Dowd. Because <laughs> 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 you you haven't seen so much Encanto that you can't take it anymore. <laughs> the, the only thing is we just don't talk about Bruno. Other than that, it's fine. <laughs> That's right. You don't. Uh, but, uh, yeah, all right. No, I, I'm in. Uh, if anything, just to hear that guy yell, cut the check one more time. <laughs> uh, Mr. Anthony Mackie. Oh, man. Please, uh, you, have, you have seen those outtakes, right? Anthony Mackie? Yeah, cut the check. No, what is that? Oh God, yeah, that that's that's. There's even like a Reddit sub thing from it. Yeah, when he was filming, uh, uh, was it Winter Soldier? Yeah. He uh, first shows up as Falcon. Yeah. Uh, they have all these outtakes that are just hilarious. Every time they finish the scene and they yell "cut," he just screams "cut the check." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I'm finally getting paid." <laughs> So literally every scene, there's like a hundred takes of him just going, cut the check! <laughs> and by the end of the whole crew, the cast, they're screaming, cut the check! <laughs> as, as they do, it's a wrap. <laughs> and they still do it every scene to this day in the MCU. Oh, that's <laughs> like funny. Everyone in the MCU yells, cut the check for Anthony Magic. I pulled up the video on YouTube. I, yeah. I will watch that. I will watch that soon. And, I mean, it's just him saying it. Yeah. It's just funny, the attitude he has to, to say it and continue yelling it and the fact that everybody you know he never really he'd done some he's done some good things but he was he had never done anything that made a marvel money before yeah so so you're rooting for the guy you know I, yeah i like uh, anthony yeah, maggie he does good stuff yeah yeah that's true i mean hurt locker um what's a half nelson with him and ryan gosling it's messed up but yeah, it's really yeah, good yeah yeah no yeah he's, he did good things he just Never got paid like he did in Marvel. <laughs> poor, poor guy got stuck with the second season of Altered Carbon. That sucks. Oh, yeah, that's not his fault. The no, that's not his fault. His acting fault. was great. Oh, and Black Mirror? Yeah. Black Mirror, he was good in that? Yeah, he was. Striking Vipers, right? When the thing yeah. Was yeah, yeah. Him and Yaya? Him and Yaya. Love me some Yaya. Yeah. Um, all right, that is everything we've got for this week. Uh, we will be back next week. I know we had a long hiatus the last two weeks we'll be back next week should start being in it getting into the football one again soon we got camp is uh hitting in like the next three weeks so we're gonna start getting into that uh so check that out on potty pod football but until next time catchphrase what are you talking